More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair, it's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hunt Monday, September 12th edition of the Buck Sexton Show here. We have so much to discuss. First off, Chuck Todd asks Kamala, is the real big threat right now the inside threat from the January 6th insurrectionist and is it just like the threat that we had from Al-Qaeda on 9-11? He actually asked basically that question. It was pretty shocking. Also, Kamala tells everybody, she's the vice president, is she still the border czar? Hmm. That the border is secure, but nobody thinks that's actually true. So what the heck is going on there? Plus, Fetterman, hmm, he has another moment where you ask yourself, is this a person who could run a lemonade stand, never mind, should be the next senator from the great state of Pennsylvania. Some polling that shows that, well, actually it's really poll number crunching that shows that the polls are often wrong and they favor Democrats, and even the New York Times is admitting it. And finally, Brad Stelter has found himself in other parts where they will no doubt give him plenty of jelly donuts and ice cream. He will be at Harvard University Because the left takes care of its own. We will discuss that, my friends, in just a moment. But, you know, the data breaches just keep on coming. There was another one announced recently, including Social Security numbers. As a technology servicing company used by the Oklahoma Student Loan Authority, they announced a breach that affected a couple of million student borrowers. Now, the problem with a lot of these things is that when the breach happens, you don't even know about it. That's why you need somebody who has your back. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. 
Your personal information gets exposed so often, it makes it really easy for cyber criminals to steal what's yours. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans taken out in your name. And if you do become a identity theft victim, they will have a dedicated restoration specialist working with you to fix the problem. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com online, lifelock.com, and use promo code BUCK for 25% off. Now, we just had the memorial, the annual memorial of the 9-11 attacks over this past weekend. 9-11 was yesterday. And for a lot of us, it uh, changed our lives. We lost almost 3,000 of our uh, fellow human beings, mostly uh, our fellow Americans on that day. Men, women, children, people killed in massive number by a terrorist, a jihadist threat that was a true existential threat to this country. They were plotting more attacks, including chemical and biological weapons, Attacks. They would have used nukes if they could have gotten their hands on it. These were all the things that the global network of Al Qaeda was actively plotting uh, against the homeland. And we were hit with that horrific attack on September 11th. We should remember always what that meant and how it changed our lives. But over at the Chuck Todd Meet the Press show, there is a belief among the lunatic libs, it seems that what happened on 9-11 was very similar in scale, in threat, in severity to what happened on January 6th. We're at the 21st marking, if you will, of the September 11th attacks. This was a foreign terrorist attacking our democracy, attacking this country. We're now, as a nation, battling a threat from within. Is the threat equal or greater than what we faced after 9-11? That's an interesting question. I have held many elected offices as district attorney, attorney general, senator, now vice president, and there's an oath that we always take, which is to defend and uphold our constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. We don't compare the two in the oath, but we know they both can exist and we must defend against it. Notice that Kamala just pivots right away. Instead of saying that's a crazy question, well, what what do you mean? On on September 11th, we had jumbo uh, jet liners, uh, effectively, you know, commercial airliners um, used as guided missiles, full of human beings hitting buildings full of human beings, and it was a day of really a declaration of war against the United States and its allies by the global jihad of Al Qaeda. You're going to compare that to QAnon shaman guy in a furry hat taking selfies and marching around the Capitol, taking direction from some Capitol Hill police and and other employees of the building when they're saying, well, go here, don't go there. Hey, don't do this. You're going to treat those like a similar threat, really? Is there anything that the Democrats, is there anything that is too vicious for them to say too stupid vicious unfair for them to say about trump supporters and uh and also the exaggeration they make of january 6th it was not an insurrection okay it was a riot 
really not all that different in many ways from the riot that occurred months before in front of the White House of Donald Trump, where there were injured police officers, where they had to uh, disperse the crowd using uh, you know, tear gas and non-lethal measures while they were threatening to, what, overrun the gates of the White House? I mean, the, there were lunatic mobs of Biden voters for months terrorizing the country. And there's one day where there is a mob on January 6th that gathers and Democrats want to act like it goes Pearl Harbor, 9-11, January 6th. That's really how they view this. These people are nuts, but you have to understand this is what they believe. This is what the regime tells its adherents. They don't say to them, you know what, we're going to calm this down. We realize this is excessive. We realize that that is an unfair comparison to make. No, they they push even further on it. They seem to really think that somehow this is um, this is in the realm of of sanity. 9-11 and January 6th should be talked about in the same category. But see, this is where you get a window into the mind of the libs. They think the only real threats are here at home. And that means you. External threats can be negotiated, bought off, send them a check from the taxpayers, whatever. Or maybe we deserve the external threat. Depends on which leftist you're talking to at any point in time. That's how they all see it. They only view the, the or rather they view as the only real threat to their power, to their agenda for this country. The commies in our midst believe that you who stand for freedom, the Constitution, and the limitations that we set on government to prevent tyranny, that is the real problem. You are the real problem. More so than any external threat, more so than the Chinese Communist Party, uh, Vladimir Putin's Russia, the mullahs and their lust for nukes in Iran, more so than any of that. You are the problem. You are the threat. This is what they say. This is what they believe. You have to remember that. It's irrational. It's crazy. It's disturbing. But some of them say it out of cynicism. Some know that that's crazy, but they go along with it. But a lot of leftists today, a lot of the real adherence to the leftist cause, for them, this is actually uh, what they think about the country. January 6, 9-11, very similar in terms of the, the threat that we faced. It's insanity. It really is. People are completely nuts. You know what else is crazy? Kamala Harris telling people the border is secure. We will get to that in a moment. Have you ever wanted to invest in real estate, but you didn't know how to do it, right? You'd never done it before. That's how I was until a few years ago when I met my friends at Done For You Real Estate. They're amazing. I have bought multiple houses now through Done For You Real Estate, and I'm going to be buying more because I'm building out a portfolio as a real estate investor now. These are great single-family homes that give people a nice place to live in a good neighborhood uh, you know, these are these are homes that that are lived in by families. And, you know, it's it's really just a fantastic process all around for building wealth for yourself and learning how to become a real estate investor from start to finish. They took me through where I should be looking, what house I should buy, how I get the loan, how I get the management company and then the tenant in place so that then I get the free cash flow coming to me every month and I'm paying down the mortgage while the house builds up equity and value over time. It's a great system. I am not just somebody endorsing this. I'm a client. I've been a client of Done For Your Real Estate for years, and I'm continuing, and I'm going to be buying another house here in the months ahead. 
Go to doneforyoubuck.com. See how this works. By the way, this is for everyday folks. This is not super expensive. It's not crazy. It's not, you know, this is not for fat cats, Thurston Howe third on his yachts. This is something that that working people can do. You can get it, get yourself started in real estate investing and build a cash-producing asset for yourself. Go to doneforyoubuck.com. That's doneforyoubuck.com to begin your real estate investment journey. All right, now we've got Kamala Harris. I mean, this was remarkable because the border, just just by way of, of quick overview here, the border is the worst it has ever been, okay? the board, and, and that is by the numbers. That's not just some subjective, oh, I think the border could be more secure. No, no, no. The border is the most insecure it has been in the history, or at least the modern history of this country. Five million have entered the United States illegally while Joe Biden is in office. And we all know, too, they changed the policies around. They changed things so that this would continue. They got rid of Remain in Mexico entirely. That just happened pretty recently. They paused it and then they got rid of it. They want an overwhelmed Border Patrol. The people who are showing up at the U.S.-Mexico border right now have said on camera, we've seen it, that they are here because of Joe Biden. They are here because they believe a Biden amnesty is coming. They know they won't be deported. They know they will be let in. And it is because of Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. But Kamala wants to tell you that despite the numbers, the border is, you'll hear it from her, secure. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. is The first request we made, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix. So there's a lot of problems, but the border's secure, but it's not secure, and we inherited the problems from Trump, but we're doing a great job, but it is a mess. I mean, it's just, this is just blather. This is nonsense. This is garbage. Well, what's she going to say? Yeah, we're, we're running an open border system because we want more Democrat voters when the big amnesty comes. Notice she says Congress needs to pass an amnesty. Now, I know she's the border czar. Remember that she was put in charge of this by Biden. Then they just said, oh, she doesn't know what the heck she's doing. So we're going to pretend like we didn't say that. But how is let's think this through for a second. How is it going to make things better? To pass a massive amnesty which I'm telling you, it is at least 20 million. They say it's 12 million now. No, no, no. It's at least 20 million illegals in the United States when you look at the real numbers and the real data. It might be 25 or 30 million. I, I don't know that. But it's, it's millions more than you have been told, that we are all told the official number is all the time. So it's, a, it's at least 20 million. And so you're going to give 20 million people who came here illegally permanent right to stay under law and then of course you're going to get them citizenship and she thinks that's going to stop the illegal immigration into this country think about that for a second i mean it's as it's as though 
We can't determine whether they're so dumb they believe this or they're so dishonest that they will just lie to you in this way. That is, uh, it, it's, it's apparent that this is bullcrap. What they're saying to you about the border, what Kamala Harris is saying is bullcrap. It just is. And anyone who knows anything about the U.S.-Mexico border understands that. But uh, Democrats also know that on the, on the polling, this is an area of real weakness for them. This is something that is going to be a major problem for them uh, because the Republican Party is far better on immigration, according to a huge majority, 60 to 70 percent of the American people, depending on the polling and the question. So this is not a right-left issue. This is a center, independence, all the way to the right issue. And, and even some Democrats on this issue are a break with the uh, Democrat Party. So it's important to see that. Uh, there's also this Fetterman-Oz election in Pennsylvania I want to talk to you about for a moment here. Uh, let's understand that Fetterman is a buffoon. Um, it has recently come out uh, more in the press there were this has been reported on in the past but that was in the democrat primary and now they're hoping everybody forgets about this that fetterman was involved in an incident in 2013 where there was uh what he said was gunfire here do we actually we have an old an old here's an old news clip from 2013 describing what happened in this incident where fetterman falsely hears gunfire it wasn't gunfire and then drove in his truck and pulled the gun out on an unarmed black man who had done nothing, had committed no crime, had nothing to do with anything. And Fetterman wants everyone to act like this was no big deal. Watch. And I heard approximately a dozen or more what, what clearly sounded like assault rifle uh, gunshots go off. Mayor John Fetterman says he rushed his son inside, called 911, and took off in his truck after a masked man in black he saw running. But Chris Mayeras, the man Fetterman confronted, turns out to be an innocent jogger who police say had no weapon. There wasn't any assault rifle shots. It was bottle rockets behind the library. Mayor Fetterman did have a weapon. A 20-gauge shotgun in, in the, under the back seat of my truck, which I pulled out and I, I showed to just say, look, we're going to wait here and we're going to get this all sorted out when the police arrive. Mayeras and the mayor tell very different stories. He says Fetterman followed me into North Braddock and pulled a shotgun and aimed it at my chest. Did you point the shotgun at him? No, I did not. I pointed it, you know, away so uh, that he would see that I was armed, but I did not point it at him. In fact, I didn't even have a round chambered or the uh, remove the safety at that point. Uh, so he pointed a gun at a black guy who had done nothing at all. Nothing. He was just jogging. And Fetterman now tells everybody, oh, I didn't know he was black, really. That's that's that is that supposed to fly uh, and that he didn't have a, a round in the chamber. So it's all OK. Look, this guy is a buffoon. OK, Fetterman's a buffoon. It's obvious he wears giant schlumpy uh, hoodies because, yeah, that's that just shows he's, he's a union guy, a working man. Meanwhile, his family pays his bills. His parents pay for his house. But he's a working man who knows, you know, what it is. To roll up the sleeves, get your hands dirty and all it's so condescending. It's so ridiculous. And that's before we even talked about the fact that he clearly, obviously, has some major cognitive issues at work here, my friends. I mean, this was he, he did a rally. And I, I think a big part of the rally was supposed to be that he is not um, 
still suffering from the effects of his severe stroke, which almost almost took his life. It was a very serious stroke. And this is what he sounds like on stage now. Let's play this clip of Fetterman at his rally where he, this, this is what it actually, this is the real audio. Watch. It's such the most important race for the Senate here for 22. We have to replace Pat Toomey. Senator Toomey was not very nice to me. He, Pat Toomey is a miracle. I mean, do you remember the Teddy Ruxpin dolls from the 80s? There were these bears that, that had a that had a little battery you put in them. This He sounds like a, a Teddy Ruxpin doll that's got the batteries failing. You know, it, it sort of start, starts and stops and then keeps going. And then this guy's going to be United States senator. I mean, you know, the United States Senate votes on, you know, who's going to be in the Supreme Court, uh, who's going to be in the federal bench, what federal laws can pass, declarations of war, though. We don't really do that anymore, do we? Just kind of send over the troops and no declarations of war. But this big stuff, and he's going to be the guy? I saw some ridiculous poll that said, oh, he's up 13 points on Dr. Oz. Give me a break. It's ridiculous. And that's actually a perfect transition to this other thing I want everyone to be very aware of going into this midterm election, and that is the polls are all skewed for Democrats. Everything you're seeing, it's, it's all meant to be a propaganda tool. And even the New York Times had a, had a story out looking at the numbers, which anyone can look at these numbers, but they're analyzing them because I think it's so apparent now. Guess what? When you look at what happened in 2020 versus what happened in 2016, all of the polls showed favoritism for Biden. All of the po- Biden always somehow is ahead in general in the polls. Right. Meaning that he's ahead of where he actually should be based on what the real numbers are. They had this this chart out. It showed. Uh, in Wisconsin, they had Biden in 2020 up 10. And that compared to 2016 with the margin of, of actual error they had in the 2016 election, it should be up. Four, it was up four. And the actual result was Biden won by less than one less than one percentage point. Michigan, Biden up eight in 2020. What did Biden actually win by? Three. Nevada, Biden up six. What did Biden actually win by? Two. Pennsylvania, Biden up five. What did Biden actually win by? One. Good on the list. Somehow, every time, everywhere, Democrats uh, end up, based on the polling, with a bigger lead than they actually have. Now, I think this is meant to uh, meant to increase enthusiasm for the Democrat candidate. Right? If someone's up by three points... You think your guy's going to win and you're going to go vote for that guy because, you know, it's close enough that it matters. That's why they don't say, oh, they're up by 15 points. That's crazy. And then people would know the polls are are bullcrap and they don't work. But this is what everyone has to be uh, aware of, that they're trying to manipulate perception to the benefit of Democrat candidates with these polls. Now, maybe it's just some bias that the pollsters have that they're not able to figure out. But remember. All, all pollsters are really supposed to do is get it right, and they always get it wrong favoring Democrats. That's an indicator of something, isn't it? That, that's about more 
than just maybe they made a mistake here or there. There's something uh, systemic, you could say, in all of this. There's something much more mm, something much more problematic at work. So don't don't let them. I think they're running suppression polls at some level. I mean, I think they're trying to make people think, you know, oh, also it's all over because of abortion. Oh, it's all over for Republicans because of abortion. Or oh, it's all over for the, for Senate candidates like Masters and Oz. And no, it's not. These are very winnable races. And you and I both know that if Democrats lose the House, and let's say they lose two or three Senate seats, and and you've got a nice little Republican majority, the Biden agenda is over. If they if they have in this midterm election, Republicans take the House and the Senate, you effectively just see the country move into a general election posture with politics. That's where we go. Then it's all about who's going to be president because Biden's not getting a darn thing done. If you have Republicans take the House and the Senate, the Senate alone, they'll be able to push through, you know, bad candidates to higher office and a whole bunch of things. But, yeah, that's what's really going on here friends so they get the polls wrong in favor of democrats all the time these races for republicans are closer than they seem right now based on the polling and they are winnable republicans need to focus focus in on the messaging and people out there watching this listening to this right now need to get out there and vote well there's the latest news about brad stelter who lost his job lost his perch at cnn where he used to do the bidding of a fellow named Jeff Zucker. And now he is going to Harvard. He's going to be teaching a class focused on threats to democracy. You know what a threat to democracy is as far as Stelter is concerned? What happens when they run out of Boston cream pies? I'm going to be at Harvard if they run out of Boston cream pies in the faculty lounge. It is a threat to democracy. There is a, a broader point here, though, that I have to make. You can be a total clown with a failed show who never should have had a show in the first place, but he was Jeff Zucker's little mini-me, uh, and, see, and, and uh, you'll get taken care of. The left takes care of their fighters. doesn't matter how incompetent, how dishonest. They always look at someone like Elliot Spitzer. Okay, that guy got a show at CNN. He got a show at CNN after he was fired in disgrace from being the governor of New York where he was you know, uh, paying prostitutes after he'd been the attorney general of the state of New York, arresting people for frequenting prostitutes. The Johns, he was going after the Johns. The guy is such a scumbag. And CNN gave him a show because he's a lib. They take care of their libs. That's what they do. Now CNN took Stelter's show away, the new management at CNN. So what happens? Harvard steps in. You imagine that class. The real threat to democracy is that I no longer have a show where I get to do the bidding of the left. Yeah. More Feeder Tomorrow, team. Appreciate you joining me for the expanded show. Please tell people about it. I need you to help spread the word about the uh, Buck Sexton Show podcast. So tell everybody about it. Share it on your social pages. Please help me get the word out. We're doing longer shows now, longer form. Shields high. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair, it's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. 